Talkback Matters from the Salvos. So what calculated risks have you ever taken in your lifetime? Sydney man David Linko and two friends kayaked from Melbourne across Bass Strait to Tasmania to raise funds for homeless youth. And David tells us about his journey and what he saw. So you went island to island uh, on your way across. That's right, because uh, you've got all the camping gear um, in the kayak. We can't actually um, sleep in the boat. So it was a case of uh, stopping at each island. And the island crossings were anywhere from 40 to 60 to 70 kilometres across. Wow. So what we do is paddle first thing in the morning just as the sun was coming up and then reach our destination by around lunchtime and then set up camp and go for a spot of fishing or explore the island and, and just get ready for the evening. What was it like arriving on these uninhabited islands? Oh, it was absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, although some of the some of the beach landings, that's what we call them when, you, when you're landing your kayak on the, on the beach, because there was surf, it, it was a little bit precarious because the surf can be, um, can be building up if there's bad weather. Yeah. So it was always once you... The safety level uh, is the, the risk factor is always high until you actually set foot on the on the sand and then you're okay. But yeah, the islands were just stunning, uh, beautiful mountains, um, different sort of uh, fauna, uh, lots of animal life. Yeah. So. And as you went from island to island, what sort of life did you see around you? Oh, uh, there was wallabies, there was fairy penguins, um, a lot of fish. Very close to the rocks. <laughs> I can um, imagine. Yeah, we, we actually enjoyed a lot of the fish. Uh, it was too easy <laughs> catching them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of snakes, though, as well. You've got to be careful of the snakes because there's mutton birds nesting throughout that whole area across Bass Strait, and they're easy. Uh, they're an easy meal for tiger snakes. We just go into the burrows um, and just pick up a meal. So the, the tiger snakes are very healthy, very healthy populations there. Gee. Does that mean they, were, they weren't very hungry when you arrived? Well, thankfully, we didn't see too many of them, which was just the way we wanted it. And as you were kayaking, what sort of life did you come across? Any dolphins follow you? Oh, yeah, we saw uh, the odd uh, dolphin um, pod. We saw um, a number of seals that let us go very close. Wow. Uh, we saw seal colonies um, and uh, a lot of fairy penguins in the water crossing. Um, so just amazing how much wildlife there is out there. What about what some people might be thinking, whales and sharks? Um, I think it was too cold for the whales because they only uh, travel north and south at certain times of the year. Yep. Um, but as far as sharks, yeah, I'm sure they were down there, but uh, you know, we didn't see any and that, that was fine. So we did have our goggles with us, but uh, yeah, we, had a, we decided that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah. And how about how was the weather? How did that treat you as you went across? We had two um, two paddling legs uh, where we got, uh, I suppose, caught out in the weather. The idea is not to paddle when there's bad weather, and so um, at our first crossing, we started off, and the and the weather was within an acceptable range. But uh, it was about a five to six hour paddling leg, and after hour four, the weather turned uh, for the worst. So it actually increased by about thirty percent. Wow. Um, yeah, so we started off with about a two-metre swell, which is the height of the wave, essentially, um, and it increased about a four-metre, so it doubled. Wow. And the wind increased uh, by about 30% from about 25 through to uh, just over 30 knots. But, uh, yeah, you can't do much about that, so we just had to... What did you actually do specifically? Well, we had, to, we, we, we had our sails on, and so we had to put down the sails, which was a very difficult exercise in strong winds like that. 
So, and, and then it was a case of just uh, trying to keep together. There were three of us paddling, and so when you've got extreme conditions like that, if the group splits up and one person gets in trouble, you've got no one to help you. So, yes. so one of our risks was what we call group spread. Yeah. So what we had to do is close in ranks and uh, just paddle as best we could to get to the destination, the island, and then we were fine. Was there ever a time that you were afraid? Um, really. I mean, the, the wind, the wind and the swell was certainly challenging, but never out outside of our control. Right. So, I mean, it, on that leg that I was describing, if it would have gotten worse, well, then it would have been out of control. But it was right on the limit. So. And where did you end up? Yeah, the um the last leg was from a place called uh, Clark Island down to northeast of Tasmania called Musselroy Bay. And so that was our destination. And that one there, along with the wind condition and the swell, you've got three knot currents, which is um yeah, which which can actually impact you significantly. So that was our last leg and that was the other more challenging paddling there because we're on to give you an idea, we were paddling directly south. Yeah. Because the wind was coming from the east we were actually pointing west, so we've had about a 90-degree variation. Wow. You must have been exhausted when you arrived. Oh, it was always wonderful to, to get out of the boat uh, <laughs> and, to, and to set foot on dry land always, whether we're on Tassie. It was good to finish in Tassie, though. A number of things happened with the gale force winds. The tent poles snapped off and we had some problems with the kayaks as well. One of them flooded during the middle of a crossing. So, yeah, it was just good to finish the trip. Do you have a faith at all, or do any of the other guys have a faith? Yeah, two of us uh, have a strong faith, while the other one didn't. So what we would do in the morning, because me and the guy, me and Mark, um, we have strong faith, we know each other through, through church, we'd pray at the beginning of each leg. The great thing was, at the end of the trip, we said, okay, we all always prayed at the beginning, why don't we just give thanks? So he offered out of the blue to, to do that. We, we pray to our Father in Heaven. He prayed to the architect of the universe. Yeah. But, you know, in his own way, because um, he said he was an atheist before, he, um, yeah, he, he, obviously there were some seeds that were sown, which was great. Did it make you feel closer to God, seeing creation up so close and so raw? I think definitely, because you have a lot more time to yourself and meditate and thinking. Yeah. Particularly at night, you see the Milky Way and it's all its glory, and... I think it's very difficult to think that uh, all of that just happened by chance. Yeah, lying out under the stars there, right? And to think about the power of the ocean. Oh yeah, and and the and the majesty of all the all the creation before us. It's hard not to think of uh, there being a creator. That's David Linko, who kayaked across Bass Strait with two friends and raised $10,000 for the Selvos Oasis program, which provides resources for homeless kids to get off the streets through a number of life schools. If you want to know more about Oasis, then just do an internet search for Selvos Oasis program. Light and life from the Salvos.